Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. I play a liberal on the radio directly across from me. And may I say you do a good job of it. <laughs> Portraying one. Portraying one. Portraying right. one poorly. I mean, a genuine snowflake if I ever saw one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> says the man who's joining in full force in the cancel <laughs> culture. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I we're... cancel nothing. <laughs> All right. Across from me is Joe McGranahan, of course, mayor of Shimoka in charge of uh, FEMA's global tsunami and volcanic response. So no, we, no, no longer tsunamis, just you, the volcanoes. You job, oh, they got <laughs> the, too many tsunamis were happening under your leadership. So right, they, they didn't to, want me doing that anymore. So they said, well, what, what's not happening? It's a volcanoes. Okay, take charge of that. Well, and nothing will change this, and I'm going to state it 100% right. He is a Pennsylvania Associated Association of Broadcasters, uh, uh, broadcast, <laughs> Hall of Fame broadcaster. There we go. Of course, uh, I'm saying how important it is. I just can't say it. He's a Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame broadcaster, So, and that is quite appropriate. Uh, so he's got a real legacy of helping out radio stations and just making uh, radio better for a lot of us. You are until, now listening. Until now in this program. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, no, actually, they, for some reason, it's the, there's a note that says it started to really decline in 2007. What happened then? That's when we came on the oh, air. Oh, that was the start. Okay. <laughs> on the Mark Spot. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out, please, at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com. You can text us at 70236. We do not have any texts in the in-basket. I believe we did have some yesterday at close of business, so I think our texter device uh, cleared them out. So if you had an important text, you'd still like to hear it, and the context is good, uh, go ahead and send it back. Likely topics of conversation uh, today. Uh, we always uh, make time to talk about whatever the inside the Beltway in Washington D.C. Whatever our current president is doing, uh, so that is a likely topic today. We have uh, the U.S. Congress is looking at what happened during the Capitol riots. So, so there's been some coverage of that lately. Uh, the word that uh, the FBI warned the Capitol Police it's likely to get violent on December sixth or January sixth, and uh, not much to reaction to that, so nobody was really prepared. Plus, the Capitol Police said they're not really riot police to start with, so they are really just a, a real legacy of unpreparedness, plus snow or slow response you missed uh, along one. the way. What's that? One event. What's that? Yesterday, uh, at the, her press conference, Jen Psaki was asked about the distinction between what President Trump did, what they called ca- Kids for Cages, and the fact that President Obama has opened up exactly the same facility with exactly the same 
storage uh, issues, but they're now calling it, the mainstream media is now calling it, uh, what, what was it, children's, uh, uh, immigrant <laughs> children's uh, residential. <laughs> residential cages. Something like that. Well. You know, but now, now uh, when she was asked about it, she just dodged the question, but it's exactly mm. the same thing. But the mainstream media now, instead of calling it kids in cages, is calling it whatever this euphemism right, the is they've come up with. residential children's incarceration program. <laughs> right. Well, we got to do something about that. You know, the whole topic is not ideal. We still have individuals coming over the border and families, at least families, aren't being separated like they were if they're using temporary No, they're putting everybody in the cages. Okay. All right. So family, yeah, the whole family goes. The family in. that's caged together stays together. Well, but I, do, do you not lose a, uh, a molecule of your rights when you enter a country illegally? Do you get to pick your accommodations? Can you choose the Ritz-Carlton or well, do you, the do thing you, is do they you get were, a detaining cell first? They were being housed in Mexico. In other words, if you remember President Trump's plan that he worked out with the president of Mexico, they stayed, they, they took their information, but they stayed in Mexico until they had, uh, I guess, all the paperwork completed, and then they were allowed to check in, if you will, to the country. But right now, they're doing what they were doing before, which led to the problem of the Southern Wall. We have travel restrictions all over the world against people coming into this country without being tested for the vaccine, except at the Southern border, we're just letting them come across. Well, to recap what you said, our Mexico agreement continues. Mexico is not allowing large numbers of individuals to come in the U.S. without permission. But that's 25,000 at the border right now that are coming across. That's still they're happening. Ho- what housing. we have is illegal immigration that's happening. Those That's the path to the temporary retaining residential Well, they really need facilities. to get something set, set, settled on this, don't you think? Once and for all, I mean, whatever it's going to be. I know some people uh, on the program don't like the idea of a pathway to citizenship or a pathway to permanent residency or whatever you want to call it. And I again, I don't have any problem with that as long as we stop letting people come across the border unchecked. You know, right. well, otherwise we're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Capital insurrection is one idea. Another listener sends us a note says this would clear up some confusion. Another one talking about the deaths of individuals who have uh, died from COVID-19. And another one says it is Russia's fans are the real snowflakes. I sent that in over the weekend. This is because so many Republicans are interested in this cancel culture, trying to get rid of uh, so many things that they disagree with. So we'll like be talking. Rush Limbaugh, they're not trying to cancel him out. Well, no, if, <laughs> if you criticize Rush Limbaugh, then you get your show canceled. So I'm glad I don't criticize him. So. <laughs> <laughs> buffoon. Well, what that guy, oh, you think Rush Limbaugh was a buffoon? No, too? no, no. Everybody's a buffoon fine. to you. <laughs> Am I a buffoon? Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Than, you're on the mark. Thanks Speaking for calling in. Speaking of buffoons. <laughs> no, <laughs> only, no, I'm only, no. Ki- only kidding, Than. Good morning, sir. <laughs> I think maybe it's the riding day of the three buffoons, but <clears throat> I... That used to be the three was, stooges, Manny, Moe, and Shep. Now it's Joe, Mark, and Than. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in 2007, we started out with uh, three guests, uh, three hosts in here. Right. That's right. Uh... Let me. I, did I? I didn't start in 07 there, did I? No. It, yeah, it took me a while to figure out how to get on that show so I could uh, put out all my bad stuff. <laughs> you started. You started in July. Of, and, uh, oh. Abortions right up till 10 years old and so forth. But uh, actually, I, I had forgotten when I started. I'll tell you show. when you started. You started in July of 2008 when I retired because I didn't do the show when I first retired. Ah, that's right. Yes. 
I, I was the replacement, but you bounded back. But you got to remember, I stay older than you are by far. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah, back then I had to play a conservative <laughs> on the radio. That didn't work out well, did it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, what I called about was uh, the, okay, uh, the cages that Obama uh, built, which he did. There's no question about that. He did not separate children, ending up with what 600 i don't remember what's one child one way or the other to a republican uh 600 children who cannot find their parents in many cases never will and the parents will never be able to find their children does it and occur to you than do you remember that the, those people that came here those children that came here many of them were not with their parents they were with coyotes or people who were their parents paid to bring them across not, the border not a lot not, not a lot and and does that justify ripping a toddler from the breast of its mother no well, isn't that a decision the mother made in sending the child here with unescorted uh, wait a minute. I don't think you can say that for sure. I think you guys Most are just blending a wide range of talking points here. I think you ought to pick a policy, Joe or, or Than, and discuss it. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, Obama did not divide children and their parents. Trump did, and he did it to be cruel. And they said that. Roger Stone said that. If we get basically to uh, use different words, if we make it cruel enough, they won't come here. So let's take the children from the parents. That was a horrible thing. The cages were not to rip children from parents back in Obama's day. And yet the pictures of the children languishing in the cages that they said were from the Trump administration were from the Biden, uh, from the uh, Obama administration. They were photos of kids in cages from Obama's administration, and yet you say that didn't happen. Uh, You know what? Uh, Obviously, there were so many people. I'm assuming there were some that came over what you love to call coyotes because you think all Mexicans are crooks and coyotes. No, uh, I don't. Well, you're, where are you getting that from? I've never said any such thing. And rapists, uh, too. Wait a minute. That's the Republican line. you got to remember and that. You say that you're a Republican. And you say that we, uh, we tar all liberals with a brush, and then you turn around and paint all conservatives with the same brush. I, 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 listen, I don't know about me. But I know about you, and you hang around oh. with. All right. Anyway, let's wait, 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 wait. Let's. All right. Moving on. See, uh, what should we do, Joe? What should we do, Than? We'll start out with Joe. I think what we should do is what we uh, what we have been doing. We should close the border, let them stay in Mexico, and if they apply, someone said only 1.9 percent will actually qualify under uh, you know searching for what not immunity. What is it? Uh, sanctuary here in this country. Only 1.9 percent will actually qualify to receive sanctuary. So, why should we bring them into the country when let them loose and they wander all over the place and we don't know where they are <laughs> and we can't the get them back? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're just wrong about that, Joe. <laughs> when they come in and they sign up for whatever they're going for, they end up going to a court. Right. And they have to go to the court. But they don't the show elite. up then. They don't show up for their appointments. Actually, That's the whole do. point. No, most don't. Most do. Uh, Joe, it's two against one. Get off Fox News. They lie to you all the time. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I mean lied to. I must immediately take action. <laughs> Joe's got the Tucker network all wired into his Fox funnels. Oh, no, I've got I've got uh, what's his name in my brain? Sean uh, Hannity. Sean Hannity. In okay, my brain. well, either way, it's the same. I, he speaks to me directly, you know. Gives me no, my I marching orders it. every morning. I believe it. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree, Joe. I think you're a smart man. I do not think Hannity is. I think you're wrong, but you're smart. Uh, <laughs> All right, what's your solution, Joe? What should we do? Oh, I told you. Uh, you mean Than. I, I gave you oh, mine. Yeah, Than. I'm sorry. What should <laughs> yep, Than yep, do? Yep. What, what I would do is go back to a system of uh, understanding there are folks who must flee from great dangers. That's what we do with refuse. Uh, what are r- refugees? Uh, Was I'm that a Freudian slip? No, refuse. <laughs> stop that, Joe. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Uh, well, we accept the, some refugees. We allow some individuals seeking asylum to come in the U.S. Right, that, that's right. what we none. have been doing up until the Trump administration was working fairly well, probably not perfectly. Unfortunately, we have this country that's so nice and so well advertised that people want to come here and not always legally. We have to deal with that in a way that's, I I hate to say it this way, but more loving, compassionate, and caring. Do we and extend the uh, do we extend out to criminals? Do we extend the same loving, compassionate thing to other people who break our laws? No, we put them in jail. Well, uh, coming to the wall and saying I want to come in because I am being persecuted in my home country is not that. No, but coming across the border without documentation and without legal authority is. All right, well, I don't think we're, we're talking about a bunch of different things here all at the same time. Than, thank you so much for the suggestions. It's a big issue. We'll, and there are many uh, moving parts. Issue, but we ought to handle it with the love of our fellow human beings that we should. And that has been, that disappeared from the picture for four straight years. Oh. All right, we got you. Thank Speaking you so much. That, thank you, you, thank you, thank you, Than. You didn't thanks, tell thanks me what the big, uh, the big kindness thing was today that you said I would hate. All right, uh, we are enjoying uh, the uh, Be Kind Month, thanks to the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. Today is Listen to a New Podcast. Listen to a new podcast. I haven't listened to an old one. I will give you some great (laughs) suggestions. The uh, sixteen nineteen project from the New York Times. Oh yeah, that's a real favorite. It is historical fiction. You would really, really enjoy that. Historical fiction. Yes, right. It is just a super listen. I think you'd enjoy (laughs) that. America is a terrible country founded on racism. Yeah, I I really buy into that. Is that what you think it is? That's what I was told. I don't follow uh, it. Yeah, you would be mistaken. Or whomever told you that is perfectly mistaken. No, it's great historical references. It's uh, the uh, sort of the Herman Woke theory of dramatic storytelling. Don't use the word woke to me. Within, right. Yeah, they sounded <laughs> right. The obelisk collapsed just because you mentioned that. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. Uh, we would invite you to call us, 1-800-795-9565. Listen to a new podcast is our suggestion for Joe. Uh, I would suggest... Just uh, one called World Affairs. Just a great podcast. That's what I'm going to suggest for Joe. 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. What would you suggest, folks? We got some emails uh, pending. No texts at the moment, so send those to 70236. We would love to hear from you. 1 800 795 9565.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we're encouraging Joe to listen to a new podcast. I listen to one called World Affairs. It's World Affairs News and Politics. World Affairs is dedicated to curating conversations across differences on both global challenges and global solutions. We ensure we explore international affairs and other topics. It's from worldaffairs.org. It is not a conservative. Uh, they, they are right down the middle, and they really talk about both sides of important issues. Mm-hmm. And all of it, sort of the context is, what's the relationship to... To the uh, U.S., you wanted to be woke. I would also suggest being the dot. From, I don't want to be woke. Oh, from Dr. Stacy over at Susquehanna University, uh, super person. Yeah, Be Kind Month, sponsored by Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. Listen to a new podcast is the way to enjoy that. Spend an hour exercising. We did that one. Yesterday right. was yesterday. I didn't exercise yesterday, but we had a, a tiny roof leak in our sunroom, so I went up on the roof and shoveled snow and ice off the roof. That well, was you, good exercise. Have you ever seen this story from the Associated Press this morning? I'd be interested in your opinion. Okay. The Biden administration has withdrawn its support for a federal lawsuit in Connecticut that seeks to ban transgender athletes from participating in girls' high school sports. Connecticut allows high school athletes to compete in sports according to their gender identity. The lawsuit was filed a year ago by several cisgender runners who argue they have been deprived of wins, state titles, and athletic opportunities by being forced to compete against two transgender sprinters. The Justice Department and the Education Department's Office for Civil Rights withdrew their support for the case ahead of a hearing scheduled for Friday on a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. The Trump administration's intervention in the case last year came as state legislatures around the country debated restricting transgender athletes' participation to their gender assigned at birth. Seventeen states considered such legislation, and Idaho actually passed a law. The Republican-controlled Mississippi legislature overwhelmingly approved a bill similar this month. So here's the dilemma. Should transgender men who are transgendered into women be allowed to compete in women's sports. I don't know. This is a dilemma. I did not see that clipping uh, from the Associated Press, but I am aware that the Biden administration decided that they'd no longer argue on behalf of individuals who wish to ex- exclude uh, transgender women from that. But this is a big dilemma. You know, it's going to take a global issue to resolve that. I don't I really have an opinion about it uh, either way, but you know, there is a widespread thought that women are women, whether they're born Born as women, they could have been born as a man, but then they transition to a woman. So that's going to have to be decided because they do have a clear advantage. I mean, right? You know, there's definitely there's more than just this case where individuals who are transgender women uh, can outcompete 
the uh, I, I don't want to say typical f- women is that the right way to word it on that I'm not sure about but in any event yeah this is a big dilemma this is beyond the on the mark scope because no, this is going to so. have to be it, uh, I think it requires a lot of thought in the community to determine what's fair you know we we talked at length in this program about the fact the Boy Scouts were letting in girls now and I just saw that the first class of Girl Eagle Scouts uh, mm-hmm. graduated if you will including one who had I think every merit badge you could get uh, wow. which makes her almost unique among among them but you know to almost to, unique well i don't know i don't know how many people have ever achieved every single merit badge that offered that's offered by the scouts Says the man program. with no merit badges no actually i had a demerit badge yeah, they threw me out right sorry <laughs> all right uh, carl thank you for waiting we've talked about immigration we're talking about transgender issues again we gave this quite a bit of conversation a couple of years ago but uh, the one of the lawsuits is still pending what's your what's on your mind today well, I was listening to my old buddy, Stan, and I, I I understand where Stan's coming from about the compassionate part of the people coming in on the southern border. But one of the things that in my my medical training, my life-saving training, I was always taught is the first person you have to save is yourself. Because if you're not here, then you're not going to be able to save anybody else. So I think that's kind of the way the conservatives are looking at this. If we allow everybody to come in that wants to come in, it's going to dilute this country, and we're not going to have a country anymore. So it's not that the conservatives aren't compassionate to those coming in from the southern border or other countries. It's that we understand that the economics of it is going to destroy our country if we're not careful. And that I just wanted to give that as a counter to uh, what my buddy Stan was saying. Well, you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, yeah, and nobody's suggesting that just plain everybody come in. How would you encapsulate the Biden administration's policies on immigration? I have not followed up on them. You two are much more informed what on this. What policy? They're basically just letting things go as So anybody go. that gets to the border gets in. Right. That's you're why people right. are headed yeah, this way. Exactly. Okay. And that's, that's what's happening. And we, we just can't do that as a nation. You know, uh, we have to be thinking about ourselves and you know some people are going to say oh well that's being selfish well no it's not if uh i'm diving into a ice-filled lake with some to get somebody that's drowning i have to make sure i'm prepared to save them not just jump in just because i feel compassionate for the person so if if i'm going to die it's not going to do that person any good and if our country is going to be destroyed by having all these millions and millions of people coming in, we're not going to have a country. What good is it going to do anybody? But there, the end? there are still kids in our country going hungry at night. There are still people who are ill-treated, ill-housed, ill-fed. You know, we have our own problems, and it seems to me that we should be dealing with them before we start trying to take on the world. In what way That's have exactly you worked to, and I'll ask both of you this then, uh, since you're so concerned about kids going to bed hungry, in what way have you worked this year to and U.S. hunger, Joe. I'm like I'm depending on our government to do that because oh, they're the ones who are telling nothing. us. Okay, well, Carl. what have you what have you done? Let me ask you. Well, well I didn't bring it up me, as a big issue that I need to resolve. Me, Mark, me personally, I yes, might please. not have done anything to end world hunger, but I have donated hundreds and hundreds of pounds of beef and pork and chicken to people in this area 
that needed food. Do I know so this to be true? And I'll vouch for we, this. This is a true statement. And we he donate. Just said. <laughs> we donate to Meals for Seals and oh, there you go. Okay, programs good. Good like that. But you know that. But that doesn't mean we take on the world. It doesn't mean we ignore people who are hungry. But you know, now the Biden administration is coming up with billions of dollars to help people in the countries where they are. You know, but if those countries are so corrupt that the people are trying to flee them, why are we giving them money? Does that make sense? So I I would probably not going to touch that one, huh? Joe, whatever you say is is wrong. Is wrong. I don't oh, know. You're you. you're trying to bring up like nine different things in the same conversation. No, I'm not. I would seriously question Carl and Joe whether the Biden administration has just opened up the border and anybody who can come in does come in. I sincerely well, if doubt you look that. Look at the order. Look at the order that they just gave ICE to not uh, deport anybody. Right. Uh, for, fortunately, one of the federal Texas judges just overturned that in Texas. But uh, so that'll be argued. So you're saying that. That advice for any U.S. authority says anyone in the country illegally under any circumstance at all whatsoever do not deport them. You think that's, that's, what, that, that's what that order that, says? Well, that's, that's not that true either. Says. But yep, look, you're saying you're bringing up tons of stuff. But the simple fact is, if we want these people to stay where they are, is it not reasonable to try and give them a better life where they are, which is what the Biden administration's stated purpose is in donating millions and billions of dollars to places like Honduras and Guatemala? However, the people are trying to flee there because they say that they are being oppressed by their government. So why would we give money to an oppressive government that's trying to drive people out on the pretext of having them Stay. I don't know. It's a straw man show. Here's the rub. You're, you're looking that, at a very complex issue. You're looking at a picture puzzle that has a thousand pieces and pulling up <laughs> one piece and saying, aha, here's a black piece. <laughs> so obviously Joe Biden is all wrong no, on this. I'm President Trump was wrong. 100% right. Carl's doing the same thing. This Didn't is say dreadfully that. complex. You both have no idea what Joe Biden is trying to do at the border. You have no dreadfully idea what complex. this executive order is trying to say. You're just interested in making sure that. People don't flood. I mean, Fox told you, Joe, that thousands no, of Sean people are Hannity. coming across. Okay, I'm sorry. Sean told me. He he's speaks to on, me each day. He's on Fox. Anyway, you, you, you are try, just pouring ignoring. over the border. All they have to do is come to the border and say, I'm from Mexico and I'm here to help, and they let them in, which is false. Well, they're not necessarily from Mexico. They're Carl, from you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. 30 seconds. Yeah, we're not going to win this one. He won't shut up, Carl. <laughs> Well, that's nothing new. <laughs> but that's why I was actually, hired. Actually, I got this information. I was reading Yahoo News this morning. So. Mm. Yahoo News, that sounds like a credible source. Well, is it? I don't yeah. know. It might be. You never know, Joe. Not named Yahoo. <laughs> well, that's a search engine, Joe. It's not just a, a Yelp. Carl, call back. I know you got more to say. Don't slam down the phone just because of my diatribe, but do call no, back. Thank you. Keep listening. Uh, we invite everybody to call us with their opinions, and I'll talk over you. This is WK, okay? So I'm just being honest. <laughs> News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is still here. 
despite your attempts to drive me from the building. <laughs> it is the 24th day of February 2021. How it got to be the end of February, I have no idea. Everything was going fine in January. It was easy. Sudden, 28 poof. days passed from the 31st I of January. I know. It just seems like we just switched past the new year, and I was getting excited about the Super Bowl, and now all is lost. All right, we have a couple of forms for you to contact us. One is telephonically. The lines are open. Rob is standing by, our great producer. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us, as uh, three individuals have done, at onthemarkatwkok.com. And you can do as one individual has done, and that's text us at 70236. That's the Text Connect system. You just sign up at wkok.com under the Contact Us phase. So we get to interact via Text Connect. We would send you breaking news, tornadic weather, weather warnings, closed roads, breaking national or local news, or uh, deceased notables. <laughs> That's what we How send about you. severely injured notables? Did you send out a notice on Tiger Wood? Uh, not a text connect for Tiger Woods. Uh, although, you know, it would have fit the criteria. It certainly was talked about a lot yesterday. It sure was. CNN was all over it for hours and so hours. So was Fox. I, I was clogging my funnel. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I turned on CNN about 4 o'clock, and it was all Tiger, so I switched to something else, and then I came back a couple hours, and they're still hovering above the crash car in the helicopter, and I thought, oh my gosh, and they have doctors and crash experts weighing in. They had a panel discussion uh, talking about, uh, you know, what's the advantage of uh, when you have a rollover accident, what should you do? I thought, oh my gosh, poor guys in the hospital recovering, and they're uh, talking about... I would suggest prayer. (laughs) That's sound advice under any circumstances. All right, so we will... uh, We can talk about the topic of your selection. We can talk about Tiger, if that is uh, what is on your mind. The uh, 1-800-795-9565 toll-free line is open. Email us at onthemarket.com. Text us at 70236. Some very brief news headlines. Then we got a caller standing by. A Texas man has been arraigned in jail on charges of killing a woman and dumping her body along I-80 around here. 28-year-old Tracy Rollins, Jr. of Dallas, Texas, appeared in front of Magistrate Jeffrey Mencher via video yesterday. He's jailed homicide, abuse of a corpse of charges, and uh, no bail set in that case. He's accused of the killing of 47-year-old Rebecca Landreth. Her body uh, dumped in Union County several weeks ago. There's another drop in the number of active COVID-19 cases at Bucknell University on their dashboard Monday. Bucknell says they're down to 139 total active cases. That's about half what it was before. They've earned more rebukes from the president who says they're participating in very few mitigation efforts and coming into town partying, not masking, no social distancing. It's a wonder the outbreak's not even worse. But uh, nonetheless, the numbers at Bucknell going down slightly. Uh, the slide in the number of hospitalizations uh, bottoming out just for one day anyway, a number of hospitalizations about the same. Governor Tom Wolf yesterday, strangely enough, uh, this would be a very, very slight uh, editorial remark, believe it or don't, uh, said when it comes to nursing home and other issues associated with the pandemic, he's perfectly transparent. I'm very open to, to uh, anyone who wants to, to look in. I don't control what different independent agencies do in the Commonwealth government, but it's important that everybody know that this is a democracy and we need to be transparent and open. 
that's why the Office of Open Records was shut down last year. I wondered why why that was happening. It's also a republic, not a democracy. Uh, well, and then, oh, yeah, Joe, you love to say that. All right, anyway, uh, one of our listeners sent me a text, says you inadvertently said uh, you inter transposed President Obama versus President uh, Biden during our conversation about immigration. You did or I did? You did. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's okay. I'm over it. But anyway, okay. So, but anyway, Governor Wolf held a press conference to highlight the vaccine milestones they've achieved in nursing homes. Uh, He says he fully recognizes that they have a lot more to do. We have a plan, but it's a plan that could be made much better. And I think that's a a fair point uh, that we need to do, continue to look for ways, and we continue to do this look for ways to get this limited supply of vaccines out to to a very large number of people who really want one now. When asked if it was the right thing to do to send individuals back to nursing homes who have tested positive for COVID-19, the acting Secretary of Health, Allison Beam, says they were simply following federal guidance that uh, did not prohibit that. Right. So don't exercise your own common sense if there's federal <laughs> guidance. Well, we, we're really yeah, that talking way you have somebody to blame it on. We're, we're really talking about two different things here. One is that there are individuals that had COVID-19 taken to a hospital, then taken back to a nursing home. But there seems to be uh, certainly widespread uh, conversation, if, if perhaps no evidence, but certainly conversation, that individuals with COVID-19 were sent to nursing homes where there was not already COVID-19. Right. And so that, of course, is a violation. But that's the gold standard of leadership that Governor Cuomo has given us. <laughs> yeah, right before he made it illegal to sue him and the nursing homes. Oh, right. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, I think we have... Uh, yeah, I think Governor Wolf and uh, and uh, Governor Cuomo are definitely going to have to answer questions about this, and uh, I would think a conservative U.S. Supreme Court would not permit shielding of businesses just because of incompetence during a pandemic. I mean, I think uh, common sense and, and um, common... Well, common sense, period, is uh, it's easy to detect, and you can't l- l- let, uh, what, well, they have legislate the, your way out of it. They have the luxury of being able to blame everything on Donald Trump when he was in. Now, <laughs> now it's a little more difficult for them. <laughs> That's funny. All right, and uh, let's see. Finally, what did I, I picked out? One of these. Uh, oh, the coronavirus has put big targets on the back of Asians Americans nationally. More hate crimes have been reported during the pandemic. Looks like California is going to invest more than a million dollars in fighting anti-Asian violence and racism. A bill was passed by the state government to help better track and stop hate incidents, much of which said to be associated with uh, the widespread use, not just President Trump, but the widespread use of the phrase China virus. We certainly don't hear that on the mainstream media. Well, no, and as you shouldn't, no argument there. But it's certainly President Trump made it much, much worse. Why not? We call it the Spanish flu. Oh, we're not going to litigate this again, are we? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I, I agree with you. It's COVID-19 is the proper name for it. But if people want to refer to it from where it came from, that's not necessarily racist or xenophobic. It's all of those things. It's but let's none move of those on. things. But let's... Uh, upper right-hand corner and then the call. Okay. I suggest you check out Russian Money and Trump. Also, maybe find the real reasons Trump vetted, no, I think you mean vetoed, the Defense Appropriation Act, and no, it ain't got nothing to do with remaining military bases, renaming military bases, rather. H-I-B-T, not certain. How I built that. How I built that. Check out LLC and Shell Companies. You may use Google or Bing or... 
Duck, dud, duck, go. Dud, duck, go. Dud, duck, go. Dud, duck, go. Never heard of that. It's a search engine. Really? Okay. Well, I've learned something new today. (laughs) Or fact Supposedly (laughs) objective. Less uh, liberal uh, uh, than Google. Well, who's going to type in dud, duck, go? (laughs) I don't know. He probably means duck, duck, go. Quack, quack. If it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Duck, duck, go. All right. Thank you for the email. Much appreciated. Paul's Uh, hanging on. And uh, Paul is next. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. You now have an open microphone. You can say absolutely, positively, whatever you want. This is the U.S. border of talk shows. Unless Mark Mark Uh, dislikes it, then uh, he'll interrupt you. Uh, Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to uh, comment that uh, I don't think it's been mentioned on your program since the... uh, the uh, Supreme Court uh, uh, threw out a bunch of cases the other day, and one of them was the uh, case about the election, uh, the recent election in Pennsylvania, and uh, Article 2, Section 1, uh, par- uh, second paragraph of the United States Constitution, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors. And uh, they did not uh, stand up for that, so it would appear that... Uh, in the future, we can look for more willy-nilly uh, application that every state can do whatever they want to. Their uh, attorney generals can step in and uh, change the rules uh, of the legislature or the uh, secretary of state, the superior court. Everybody can decide how many days that they can count elections or uh, the different uh, boards of election in different counties will be able to uh, decide about calling people up and telling them to come in and correct their ballots. They've got, you know, all this and so forth. So uh, there was only three uh, justices, Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch, that said they wanted to hear the case. Uh, Barrett, uh, Roberts, Kavanaugh, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Breyer said the U.S. Constitution is not important. That section, we're not going to worry about it. we're not going to apply that and have one rule across the country uh, in elections where we're electing a president. So that's the situation we, we have. Uh, I'm personally disappointed in that, uh, but uh, uh, my prediction is that the, the next election we're going to have more, uh, more trouble, uh, more complaints, because uh, they didn't uh, stand up and defend the Constitution. Well, I think the governor and uh, the secretary of state, who since resigned with her tail between her legs, uh, they said they were doing taking measures to change the election temporarily during the uh, pandemic. None of the actions that they took are going to continue into the spring primary or this fall's election. What is your fear that each, or uh, let me translate that, your fear is that each governor henceforth will come up with a specific set of guidelines that will help their party. I mean, nobody's arguing that the changes that were made by them didn't primarily help Democrats. They they definitely could help everybody in Pennsylvania, but they primarily helped uh, Democrats. Uh, your fear is that the next Republican governor will do the same thing only to help Republicans, and in other states they'll do the same thing. Well, it's just that Going into an election, nobody will really know um, what are the rules, and then the, the rules may be able to be be changed by even by individual county board of elections may make different decisions than what they have in another county. It, it's going to be uh, uh, you know 
it's just going to continue to cause uncertainty about elections. That the whether the the people believe that the election was was fair, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, that that's I think we're undermining our uh, our whole process of elections and and the and the people's confidence in them. Uh, I mean, I still do not have. I mean, they can keep saying. Uh, it was a fair and free election and so forth. But the people that are saying that are all the same people that said there was Rus- Russian collusion in 2016. They lied to me then. They may be lying to me now. Uh, and I'm talking about media as well as politicians. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that distrust good is, point. is yeah, that distrust is well earned. I think they're a third of the country, according to polls, says the election was still stolen and that Donald Trump was the elected, I'm sorry, one-third of Republicans. I'm sorry, not one-third of the nation. I'm sure it's uh, two-thirds of Republicans, I thought. One-third of Republicans accepts the election. I think two-thirds didn't. Or am uh, I wrong on that? And, I forget what and, the statistic is, but one third of the of the Republicans, I think, are definitely in the stolen, and then two thirds have either no confidence or little confidence. Okay. In, well, that's in that, possible. That the whole I'm thing. Gonna keep, I'm going to keep writing to my, you know, uh, uh, senators and representatives here in the state of Pennsylvania and asking them to take more steps to make sure that we all can depend on uh, the the elections. And uh, you know, I'd like to have. Uh, video cameras watching what's going on through the night uh, mm-hmm. and and on and on uh, because you know I, I I we're just not at the state anymore uh, in our country and in our politics where virtue is an important uh, matter and uh, and so we've got to we've got to watch everybody so that everybody from whatever side uh, feels that the other side didn't do something they shouldn't have done. That's that's just where we are. Right. Well, well, and I think so, that's... Oh, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, President Trump's main argument was that the mail-in balloting, the way it was set up, was causing the problem. You know, I don't think anybody had any trouble with going to the polls and voting. And in a non-pandemic year, I think that should be the, the gold standard, if you will. We go to the polls, we take the time to exercise our freedoms, and we vote in person. And we identify ourselves so that everyone is certain who we are and that we deserve to vote. Yes, yes. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. Yeah, you thanks too. for Take calling care. in, Paul. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Oh shoot, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, something about the election. Well, in any event, uh, he uh, Paul wisely said he's going to stay in touch with his state senators and representatives, and they are looking at this. You know, the, from a couple of fronts. One, the pending uh, change in the state constitution that would limit the emergency powers of a governor uh, to. to 30 days, not, I mean, we just, the governor just signed another emergency declaration, so we're still in the state of emergency that was declared a year ago. That's what gave the governor the ability to make some of the changes that he made. And then they are also looking at uh, the kind of election reforms, including uh, there have been arguments in Harrisburg, just go back to the way things were, some absentee ballots for individuals that have uh, significant hardship and can't make it to an in-person polling place, but they have to be able to empirically show what that dilemma is. Uh, 
and then no more mail-in ballots. That's one idea. Now, I don't think we're ever going to get back to that point. Too many people love mail-in ballots. Well, you know what they should do? They should do exactly what they do for mayors in the state uh, constitution or the borough code and the municipal code. I can declare an emergency for 10 days. After 10 oh, days, 10 the days. borough council has to vote to whether to extend that or not. Well, it's 30 days on the state level. It would be 30 days of a governor's declaration, and then the legislature has to weigh in on it and, and have how many, some input. Uh, other than a pandemic, how many emergencies last that long? I think <laughs> 10 days is reasonable. You know, if we have a flood, it's not usual for a flood to go on for months. I want, to see, let me, I want you to be a lie detector. This is Governor Wolf talking about the state of emergency. If you detect a lie, I want you to say something. Okay. I'm very open to, to uh, anyone who wants to, to look in. Beep. Okay. That didn't take long. <laughs> All right. Hey, we want you to do what I've done on many occasions. Visit sunburymotors.com uh, to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai inventory online. Also, the pre-owned inventory. Hundreds of vehicles in perfect condition. Uh, last week, Kyle was so kind to bring up a Ford F-150 really, really lit the bug in uh, my heart to have an F-150 instead of a Ranger. So we're just talking about the kind of things my F-150 is going to have. My lovely bride did inform me that if I park it in the alley behind our house, it'll stick into the alley about two feet the way I want it configured. So something's going to have to give there. I think they're just going to have to plow differently in the alley, I suppose. Uh, But this particular one had the lane-keeping system with the nudge to kind of nudge it back in your lane if you start to drift off because you're yakking on the phone, Joe. It has post-collision braking to make sure that you just can't collide with anything. It's got the little drone overhead there, a Ford Copilot 360 Assist. That's using the cameras on all sides of the vehicles to make sure that uh, you're aware of vehicles all around you all of the time. Uh, it's got uh, urgent braking to make sure that if it detects something's in front of you, it starts the process of braking before you do. And, of course, it's a V6 EcoBoost motor with a start-stop technology. So on the highway, you're getting 24 miles to the gallon, but I know if it's like my Ranger, you can you can take that way above 24. I've had road trips where we're getting mileage in the 30, just highway mileage from exit to exit on interstates, and uh, the truck just performs, and this one will do even better. $49,000 for the Rapid Red truck. That's what I looked at. And today we're proud to announce uh, he's bringing up a Ford Bronco, and I'm going to get to drive it. So this is... A, Where's my Lincoln? Um, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> All right. It's coming. Well, Kyle primarily sells Fords, but I think we, if we if we brought up the right navigator, and you are definitely a motivated buyer, I am 100% certain. No, I'm as motivated as you are. <laughs> I like to kick tires forever and ever and without ever. making a decision. And ever. Well, <laughs> w- within the next two months, I'll have a new truck. I guarantee you that. How about that? All right. I'm writing that down. Now? Wait a second. All right. Today is what? Today is February the 23rd. 24th? Yep. All right. So February 24th, one month from today, you will be in a new Ford. All right. We're going to do that. We're going to take a quickie break. Jim, stand by. we got to do that. we got some texts and emails pending. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Day Hyundai. All right. We're right. talking about the Fords, Lincolns, Hyundais, and Lincolns. Kias. Kias. Oh, yeah. You're on the I'm Kia. I'm stuck on Lincolns. You're on the Kia. Well, Joe, Joe wants a navigator enclosed cab, not the pickup truck, no. uh, with a V8 motor. That probably wouldn't fit in my garage either because no, I have cabinets would, at the front of mine. It's, well, you can, it would fit in your garage if you take off the luggage rack, but you're going to have to take it off. Oh, well, height wise, it'll fit. I'm worried about length. Oh, myself. I got you. <laughs> too long. Yeah, it's a too a boat and a half, baby. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Jim, thank you so much for being patient through all this frivolity. You're now on the good, mark. Good morning, Mark and Joe. Morning. Uh, Mark, I was watching Sean Hannity last night, and he was saying that uh, Joe Biden might be a short-term president because he missed seven to ten different important meetings. He's uh, a failing, and uh, he's uh, like... Uh, talking about stuff that don't even pertain to anything. And uh, he's just, uh, they think Kamala Harris may have to soon take over. What do you gentlemen think of that? <laughs> well, presidents, I don't think he's that bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's that bad. But presidents can probably be pretty impaired and still surround themselves with people. But I don't think President Biden is impaired. I think he speaks slower than he used to when he was 60-something, but he's you know 70-something now. So uh, I, I think he's exercising good leadership. He certainly has surrounded himself with sharp people that are doing his policies. I don't even like to converse about impairment when it comes to him because I, I just don't think that's fair. I know so many people who are above 70 and above 80 and do not speak and remember and talk the way they used to, but they're the same people, they have the same ideals, they you know they feel the same way about the, some of these important issues. Where do you put me in that spectrum, just out of curiosity? I Super <laughs> sharp. you got to take a week or so to look at the tapes to find out where Joe forgets something on this show. I think he's 78, according to Sean Hannity. Okay, right. He was right. 77. He must have had a birthday. <laughs> in office. All right. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. He's, he's certainly not the same kind of president President Trump was, was, you know, 70-something, right. but pretty darn sharp. Uh, Biden's not that man. But, uh, again, he still believes in all the same ideals. He's imposing a lot of policies. Uh, he's executive ordering himself. He's, exactly. he's got to be a, imposing is the exact proper word. Right. Well, that's, you know, it was wonderful when... It uh, might as well be a dictatorship. You loved it when President Trump did it. You know, the bold leadership, executive orders, getting things done. But if Joe Biden does it, how it's many wrong. executive orders did President Trump promulgate? Not as many as Trump. Not as many as oh, Biden. No, probably in the. I'm Lawrence's worthless guess. Three hundred some. Oh, Biden has done more in the first week than he did in the well, first year. Well, he definitely year. did more in the first week than President Trump did in the first week. And, Mark, so. are you going to buy an uh, electric Bronco or a gas Bronco? I have looked at the the electric. Well, it's a hybrid one. Um, I don't know. 
He can't get can the I windmill. Think? The windmill that's on top of it won't fit in his garage. Uh, oh, I'm not okay. sure if you can tow. I have a trailer. I'm not sure you can tow it with uh, the hybrid. We'll see. We'll see. It's not off the table. I, I looked at the hybrid um, V6 that's in one of the Ford F-150s, and the mileage is a little better, but you lose a tiny bit of horsepower, and uh, I don't really need And I to. think you need a candy apple red one. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. Noted. Sounds great. All right. We'll keep in touch, Jim. We'll let you know. Mm, he's definitely okay. a blue. He's Thank definitely you, a blue state guy, Jim. Definitely blue state. <laughs> blue. Uh, yeah, blue trucks. Blue Ford F one fifties look nice. All right. Uh, reader's, One of our readers' choice emailer says, "I was disappointed to hear the co-hosts of On the Mark yucking it up over who would be blamed for the over five hundred thousand COVID deaths yesterday on the program. While the laughs were about Trump being blamed for the deaths after President Biden." took office, it is insensitive to the many young and old parents and children who lost their lives to COVID-19. Studies have shown that 40% of U.S. COVID deaths could have been averted had President Trump and his followers taken it seriously and followed COVID protocols consistently. President Biden respects the American people and those who have lost lives in both his and the previous administration. Is it ever funny to make comparisons about so many lives lost? To be fair to us, we were not yucking it up over dead people. We were talking about the dead fact... Dead individuals. Dead individuals, right. Well, we were talking about the fact that it was politically proper to condemn or to blame President Trump for every single death in his administration. Uh, we've had people call the program and say that, and the media has said it. The question I asked was, now that it's Joe Biden, is he responsible for the approximately close to 100,000 people who have died during his first minutes in office, the first days in office. Well, and let's let's look at that this That isn't yucking it up. <laughs> Joe and I, in the past year, have said goodbye to, on in an online version or via greeting card or telephone message, to dozens of people who we knew who are gone. And we have been sad. We have been to, I attended in a Facebook Live funeral service, which was a strange conflagration. Honestly, more personally impacted by the deaths of individuals in our circle of friends and acquaintances we could not be. But this does not mean that we stay in that sorrowful state 24-7. We were not lamenting the loss of individuals, but just talking about this quirky attribution to the president that goes with anything that happens on their watch. Just like people are saying, well, President Biden, because the economy is coming back and gas prices are going up, that's President Biden's fault. you know, and, Or the uh, attributing the fall in uh, emissions and carbon emissions last year to President Trump. Well, that was because because this country was shut down uh, because of the pandemic. So uh, anyway, all the way back around here, first and foremost thing we'll say, noted. It certainly isn't sensitive to talk about deaths in any way that uh, doesn't look at them in in an actual light, but we were simply uh, talking about the attribution of deaths to a president or to somebody else. So, yeah. Well, there is that old adage, and it's probably very true, that one death is a tragedy, 500,000 deaths is a statistic. And I think the tendency is to treat them as statistics, and that's probably, uh, there I think the the writer has a point. You know, that they, every one of those 500,000 is somebody's loved one, somebody's father, mother, sister, brother. If it weren't for the pandemic in the past year, how many funerals or viewings would you have attended? 
Fewer than I did, or fewer than I would have wanted to. I mean, there were people that I was close to that passed away. There was nothing for them. I mean, you know, the, the, you send a sympathy card, and that's about it. Yep. Classmates. A uh, uh, couple of them went, yeah. Uh, former colleagues. I mean, it's just, you know, I can think of probably two or three instances where I would have been at a funeral because that's, you know, because of somebody I knew. So... Um, Noted. We know that all of those individuals, the half a million people, have, uh, I always think of it as maybe 10 to 30 people who are their close friends and relatives, and then many, many more who are their distant right. m- m- friends and relatives and so on. Uh, we certainly are sensitive and aware of that. We're just talking statistics here. And actually, so. we only yuck it up at the beginning of the program. <laughs> the, the, fr- <laughs> the levity. Frivolity. Yeah, right. The frivolity. <laughs> all right. Next one. Duck, all right. duck, go. What's that It all is about? absolutely still and forever. It, it's absolutely still and forever should be named the China virus. That's where it originated. Then they lied and withheld information on it. Heaven forbid we call things for what they are today. You're offended? Too bad. Get over yourself. By the way, herd immunity is here. Time to throw away the masks and go live your life. Yeah, I heard that on signed by Doug on Fox or Hannity the other day. They said we have accomplished what we had hoped to with the masks. You can take them off now, which of course is not true. Well, they've they've been showing Dr. Fauci going all different directions. First, he was saying mask, then he's saying double mask, then maybe masks aren't necessary. They ask him if he sh- if about uh, parents seeing their or kids seeing their grandparents, and he says he doesn't want to give people encouragement. Well, what are we doing all this for if we can't get back to normal, if we can't get back to living our lives in some amount of safety? Well, I think in the months ahead we'll be able to return to some normalcy. I, I think why not now? Well, because we don't want the number of cases. We don't want to give it to people that we don't want to give it to. If if the virus is still out there, I mean, even though the numbers are lower, I I didn't read the latest statistics, but um, State Department of Health said 97 new deaths in Pennsylvania yesterday. I try not to accentuate the negative. Our audience is very sensitive to that. 14 new cases in Northumberland County just Monday. These are counted. Snyder County has three new cases. Montour County, four new cases. Union County, four new cases. So, I mean, the, the disease, we're, we're at what is now a, a, I don't want to say manageable, but it is a background level that is not out of control. Hospitals can handle handle it, and that is because we're not seeing a lot of each other. We're not going to funerals. We're not, most of us aren't partying, minus, but we're of not, course, the kids at Pucknow. What we don't know and and I think it's essential to determining whether or not we can live our lives is we don't know how the people got this. There have never been a release of statistics other than broad general ones, you know, that 37% of the people uh, got it from their relatives, 15% got it from here, 27% got it from there. I mean, uh, how do you assess a risk if you don't understand what the dangers are? Well, we know that most people get it from personal contact, being close to somebody well, sure, who has it. obviously, yeah. Okay, well, we where, do you, where does that happen? I mean, it happens in family gatherings or if you're in a, a congregate setting somewhere where people, you know, were the people don't were, move out of the way. Were the people who got it wearing masks or were they not wearing masks? But we know that people were well, not wearing masks. That's that much we know to be true. Do that's we know why, that to be true? Right. That's by the family gatherings that happened at Christmas and Thanksgiving. A lot of people said that, you know, you absolutely will not 
pry the turkey drumstick out of my oh. cold, dead hands. One of my friends talked to me about yesterday. We were talking about precautions that we took, and I was telling them about my what my wife and my son and I did uh, at Christmas with our grandsons. We were allowed to see them in our garage with the door up, and my wife brought down the carpet and the Christmas tree. And uh, my friends were telling me that they had an Easter celebration, and they spaced it out. They did it outside, and they had mm-hmm. the chairs six feet apart. You know, so those people aren't transmitting anything. Right. You know, but who is? And how, how are the people living dangerously? If we know exactly what the bad behavior is that's most likely, and not just generally saying wearing, not wearing masks, but, I mean, if we knew exactly what was causing the problem, we could avoid it. Well, and I, th- I th- you know, some uh, one of our listeners sent us a note to the newsroom. It wasn't sent to On the Mark, lamenting the fact that the uh, students at Bucknell are still partying in big groups, filling up the rental houses okay, in town. Well, and, that's stupid. Well, and they have three hundred <laughs> some cases on campus. So, uh, voila! I mean, that's no surprise. The president's rebuked them several times for that. But it's funny because they went through the fall semester with very few cases and really had it under control. This year, not so. Unable to hold it. Under so control. we were told initially that young people didn't get this, they weren't as susceptible to it, but now they are? Well, they're susceptible to getting it and transferring it. They just don't get as sick. Well, I don't know. We haven't heard Dr. Brayman release the statistics about how ill people were, whether or not any of the people well, at Bucknell who got it wound up in the hospital or on a ventilator. Of the individuals in Pennsylvania, there's 3,000 people that are still in the hospital because of COVID-19. Very small percentage, less than 60 years old. You know, these are people. The yeah, these are people 65 and up. Uh, okay. read, read the DuckDuckGo okay. text. Yes. Please. Well, this is a small one. It says yeah. DuckDuckGo is a search engine that doesn't track you. I think our earlier email didn't have it quite right, but it's DuckDuckGo altogether, right? Yeah, not DuckDuckGo. Right. All right. We'll take a quickie break. We've got a caller standing by. We'll take more calls. 1 800 795 9565. We'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, boy, the conversation's off mic. Right. We're laughing at statistics, I promise you. All right. Uh, we have Chris hanging on, but we will read this email first. Good morning. President Biden is a puppet. He might as well just say into the microphone, give me the paper, I'll sign it. What I would take of the, what I would take of the bill is the unfair distribution of money. New York gets a number of billions and Florida gets nothing. Oh, this is talking about, about the, this uh, stimulus, stimulus bill. Yeah. Florida did a much better job than New York. Reward them, not New York. And I'm glad to hear Pat Toomey hopefully will be censored by the GOP. Thank you. Censured. 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 All right. No, she says censored. I know. I'm just... I'm, I know. She meant censured. You're right. 1-800-795-9565. Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, keep that censoring up. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the, the some of the hearings there with on the Capitol uh, insurrection with uh, Ron Johnson and Holly both on the panel. Okay. Why? Holly, ra- well, Holly raised his fist in unity with the demonstration, so we call it really. <laughs> and uh, Ron Johnson read in apparently some random tweet from somebody who was there about no, how it, was, it wasn't a tweet; it was an article. The, the protesters were until the Capitol Police provoked them. It was an article. Uh, it wasn't a tweet. It was an article <laughs> written by a gentleman who is who 
pointed out that he took his own videos and he wrote it the morning or that evening so that it wasn't uh, impacted by other media accounts. He wrote what he saw, what he encountered. Whether you believe him or not, that's what he wrote, and it was published in The Federalist. It was not a tweet. Well, a Federalist, that, that, that... Yeah, that no, you won't you. like that. Right. <laughs> Just like MSNBC shows you. <laughs> yep. And, uh, let's see, oh, uh, taking masks off now when large swaths of the population who actually get out have not been vaccinated and you have the variants existing in this country that can be much more contagious apparently and affect children a lot more i think no that's 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 got to be nonsense that seems like a very poor decision well and you're going to see a lot of groups and organizations and individuals that have gatherings tempted to meet and to gather and to do whatever they want to do because they well the numbers are low some people have been vaccinated and hannity told me <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hannity said it's over. And, and uh, let's see. Uh, oh, well, one, some very good stuff Biden is doing is getting ethics back in the Justice Department where the president doesn't uh, uh, order special examinations of, uh, for uh, special scrutiny for his friends trials and tries to uh, cause trouble for his political enemies. Well, you're not. You're basing That's that on what nice. someone said. You're I basing like that, that on. You're basing that on what they said they do, not on what they've done because they're not in yet. I That's would hope exactly Merrick, right. I would and hope I have Merrick a good Garland. Confidence that that's the case. I would hope Merrick Garland would pursue the investigation into Hunter Biden, the investigation into the Capitol riots. I would hope uh, he'd do all of that I, without I, fear or I, favor. I, you have no reason to think there's any substantial thing to investigate with Hunter Biden. But then why is the why is not? Let me finish. He should definitely not call it off just because it's about Hunter Biden. If it's a bunch of baloney, then maybe he should. Well, they left the uh, U.S. attorney in Delaware in place so we could continue the investigation. You think it'll be impacted by having someone of the president's party involved in the uh, decision-making? Uh, well, he campaigned on the idea that he wouldn't. Okay, well, let's hope he won't. I have uh, high, so I have I, high I, degree I'm of faith. I'm assuming he won't. I have a high degree of confidence in Merrick Garland's integrity, and I believe he will be an outstanding attorney general, and I believe Barr was a darn good one, too. So, yeah. Unlike you, I don't attribute partisan motives. on the president's orders. Yeah, the pre- real good. The president is, he works for the president. At the pleasure of the president. Yeah, yeah. So will Merrick Garland. Fired, but th- that doesn't mean he should do something that's just nonsense because the president tells him Nonsense to. because you don't like it, but maybe other no, people nonsense did. nonsense because it's politically motivated. Oh, and no attorney general has ever done anything on political motivation. Like, for example, let's see the last one who said he was Barack Obama's wingman. <laughs> oh, yeah, a funny joke he made once. Funny really joke. Oh, that was, a re- that was yucking it up, right? He's just really kidding. really proves it. Yes, Joe. He was just kidding. Don't point at, don't point at anything he actually did. Just point to uh, where his bar, he has from his interpretation and treatment of the Mueller report to investigating uh, things before the election. 
well, and yeah. so forth. He, he really, he, he was, he was just all upstanding. So I'm sure. If Barr said he was President Trump's wingman, that you'd believe. Well, he was. He, he I lived don't it out. I care what he says. I care what he does. Yeah, he lived it out. He may have never said it, but he did it. What he did was be a good attorney general for the United oh, States. And then there's gosh. these Republicans who are making up new reasons not to vote for, and Manchin for that matter, who are making up new standards so they can vote against uh, uh, Biden's nominees for stuff. Uh, the one said he wasn't voting for the Department of Health person because he's not a doctor, but he voted for Trump's Department of Health person who was not a doctor. Who, Joe Manchin? So figure, no, that was a Republican. Manchin's one is the, the woman who said insulting things about Republicans and hurt their feelings and therefore wouldn't be proper to have in the management of budget, I believe it is. The OMB, and, right? and, of course, he voted, Manchin himself voted for a lot of Republicans who said nasty things about the Democrats, who chanted lock her, lock her up, I, I thought, lock her up. I thought President Biden, I thought... But that didn't bother, but now he's bothered by this, that by this. I thought President Biden wanted us to all come together and be united, so if someone is disuniting us, should they be appointed to a high office? Disuniting us how? By saying bad things about by, the other party. By creating new standards that no, were never no. used before? By saying bad things about the other party. If Joe Biden wants to unite no, us... I think uh, people in elections say bad things about the other party. But to use it as a reason not to have somebody appointed to a position, that that makes uh, that's a new standard. All right, we we'll wrap it up, Chris. applied to any of Trump's people. Chris, another 30 seconds really quickly. Actually, go ahead. it's not a new standard, but we won't go into that. Oh, wait. I have a feeling he's going to go into that. The people who are, are doing it, Joe, are making it a new standard because they didn't vote that way uh, when, when Trump was in office. All right, we got you, Chris. Thank you so much. Right. Really appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Quickie break. Got some emails and texts, uh, and the email and a text uh, pending, so we'll take a break. We'll be right back. The other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the market. We've got about five minutes left. Sunbury Motor Company, our sponsor. Toll-free line open. Speedy dialers only. 1-800-795-9565. Let's wrap this up, Joe. All right. The Supreme Court did not hear the Pennsylvania case on mail-in late ballots because the amount of late ballots weren't enough to change the outcome. Also, Pennsylvania has always allowed mail-in voters due to health issues. I guess a pandemic counts as a health uh, health problem. I, I didn't. I just read in the USA Today article. They didn't say that that's why they rejected it. They just rejected it. Well, I, I would I don't think, think that would a be a very bad reason if, if there's a constitutional issue involved. It right. seems to me they right, should right, have checked right, it right, out. Right. Yeah, and I, I, Lawrence's worthless wisdom is, I think the article is saying that it's just because they don't want to interfere in Pennsylvania's election. They didn't feel it was unconstitutional, you know, based on the cursory glance to look at uh, the mail-in ballot extension and Pennsylvania's, you know, emergency uh, declaration law as it stands now. But I don't, I don't think Pennsylvania did it wrong, except for the uh, the lady who is now gone, saying that you had three days afterwards. In other words, Pennsylvania's original law, there was nothing wrong with it. I don't think mm-hmm. it was risky, and I don't think that the outcome of the election would have been tainted in any way had it been followed. But when you say after the fact that you're going to violate the law and you're going to give people three days to send in their ballots, well, that, I that's under, the, and I understand that law. it's a pandemic emergency, and you know a lot of people said, okay, well it's a pandemic, this is an emergency. A lot of people can't get to the, po- the polls or whatever. Well, then that's incumbent on you a month before the election to get an application for your mail-in ballot right. and to, to start the process. Not to go to a poll on election day and saying, oh my gosh, it's a pandemic. I can't possibly go in there. I better vote three days later. Well, and if I showed up and I walked in 20 minutes after the polls closed, they wouldn't let me vote. No. Uh, yeah, and then you're out of luck. So then you have to mail in your ballot. And so you're out of luck if your mail-in ballot didn't get there so, by the time it was supposed to. Yeah, you and I have been kind of in agreement on this, uh, yeah. on the three-day <laughs> extension thing. I never got it. I never really understood why it was necessary. Other people say, well, it was a huge emergency, you know, this once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, but so, uh, even, even so, you just have to prepare and, and get your ballot, mail-in ballot ahead of time and send it in, you know or what, absentee. You know there's going to be an election, and it's incumbent upon you to figure out how to vote in <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no, it was a surprise. It was announced <laughs> on the day of. No one hey, knew we're last a, year. We're having a plebiscite today, folks. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, no one knew last year and until the last minute that there was an election. Yeah. All right, the texts, please. All go. right, oh, it's Bob, one, one Bob text. says, good morning. I'm talking about climate change. President Biden just signed an order to fight climate change. How much did it cost the U.S. economy in 2020? The year 2020 saw a record number of costly hurricanes, wildfires, and storms, resulting in billions of dollars in damage. If we don't take action now, it will cost us $500 billion per year. Thanks, Bob. Well, Bob, I've heard a worse prediction than that. I've heard we only have nine years that we're going to be all dead. And I believe that was from John Kerry. He told us we're, we've got only a limited amount of time to solve this problem, or we're gone. We're, we're toast. Hmm. Gee, that seems like oddly the same thing Al Gore le- when said. When did he say years. that? How many years left do we have? Seven, I heard. Seven years. Seven left. All right, we've got okay. seven years, or we're going to be toast. I better retire. I, I got some things to do. And look at, um, you know, but don't worry, because Al Gore made the same prophecy 30 years ago. <laughs> Didn't come true. <laughs> Didn't come true. So when are we all going to be gone? 
when the good Lord decides to take <laughs> us home. Just in the years ahead. Okay, I, I stand by that. That's one death I'll make fun of. Thank you so much, Joe. All right, see you tomorrow. And thank you, everybody, for listening to WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We will have open phones Thursday tomorrow, always the last day of Joe McGranahan's retirement-shortened week. But uh, we'll host open phones again tomorrow, and we always thank Rob Center, our fabulous producer. This is WKOK Sunbury.